welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 22. I'm your host and my name is Shorty and I'm joined again by a couple of beans. On the line tonight I have Chewy. How are you going, Chewy? Good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm, uh, I'm surviving without the corona, so I'm, I'm, I'm still alive. I'm doing well. Isolated we also have, up there uh, in the hills, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Cracker. How are you going, Cracker? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> we won't uh, won't go into it, but we were having a nice discussion before the uh, before the podcast about Corona and just wash your hands. All the all the, all the joys that Chewy's having with his uh, job in the medical industry. So, yeah, I think I think the key is wash your hands. It's a Look, PSA from the beans for, not, for everybody. It's not there. that hard. No. All right. So we have, as usual, a jam packed episode for everybody out there that's listening. As we mentioned on the previous cast, Chewy and I were going off to a PTQ, and uh, my intention was to fulfil the challenge that Chewy set for me at the start of the year and top eight this thing. So, uh, yeah, I did Don't that. Don't hold us in suspense. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did, did you? <laughs> you mean you attended? I attended, yeah. Yeah, okay. I went went to a PTQ, yes. Excellent. Yeah, next topic. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Perfect. All right. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I believe Chewy was in attendance as what, well. What, what else and, do we uh, have to yeah, talk yeah. about tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you guys played standard, right? Yeah. So there was 68 players for the Saturday standard event, which Chewy and I both went to, uh, which was a little bit smaller than I was expecting. To, actually, to be the fair, last... to be fair, there were 66 players plus Shorty and I. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's probably more accurate. <laughs> yeah, it was but, small. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the last one we had there was a W. I don't know. WPNQ, whatever it was, the yeah, modern it was event. Like that. Yeah. But it was, yeah, like the event was well over 100 people and it was like the, the hall that was held in was pretty much packed. It for, also for wasn't event, so. on a long weekend either. Yeah, and that's that's something we sort of, we discussed while we were there is the people that were running it. So it was run, run by Good Games who were, uh, what's his name? I've just drawn a blank on his name. Glenn Doyle. Yeah. The guy who uh, who works Good Games that runs all their major events and I'm assuming he runs a store or something like that as well. Does a great job. Yeah, yeah, it does, does a good job, but being from Sydney, there was a public holiday that was a Victorian only, and it might have been a Tassie as well, but mainly it, it, it was a Victorian public holiday on the Monday, so we had the long weekend down here, and I'm wondering if that they didn't realise that when they booked it being from Sydney, so that, that may have played into it a bit, but... Something for them to think about for future events. Double there, check the public holidays in in the states that you're going to. Yeah, there may have been some people that stayed at home because of the, you know, the aforementioned virus that's going around as well. So yeah, yeah, there's that, so that as well. So bit of a double whammy. Also, mm. the last time we were there, I got to play Hogak. So I think that's mostly why people weren't there anymore because <laughs> that, that wondrous, wondrous moment, that, just that glorious modern format that existed for about 13 and a half seconds. Just long enough for our <laughs> one available. PTQ that we get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, like I said, 68 players for standard. Uh, yeah, and, and Chewy and I anticipated the Sunday was also modern, which had a larger turnout. There's uh, 96 people for that. But. Uh, yeah, we, we only played on the Saturday. Uh, congratulations right. to Isaac Egan for taking down the event. Yep, a, uh, a friend of the podcast that Chewie and I have known for a very long time. Very, very long time. And uh, yeah, def- definitely a staple in the Melbourne uh, tournament scene or probably really the Australian tournament scene. Uh, so yeah, not, not surprising that he won the event. He, I did see but, uh, on, um, on social media, he said that it had been seven years since he'd um, made it. To a pro tour, which he made oh, it really? seem like a really long time, but I wish I could make a pro tour every seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's actually surprising from Isaac. He's he's definitely a player that's always making top eights of mo- most events that he goes to. Well, so. in the in like yeah, in the last seven years, Isaac has like completed uni and and such. Like yeah. he went back to school and got married and, and all the rest of it. So he's had a little bit on. Well. We'll give him a pass on on only making Pro Tours every seven years, just this once. (laughs) Also tricky because the the size of the events we have here, you have to win, right? There's no, like, first and second get invites. It's, like, wins only for for these kind of events. Whereas some of the big ones in the States, you know, like, top four can get through sometimes and things like that. So Yeah. Yeah. We also don't have the volume of events that that you get in the States. Yeah, you can't just string three or four weekends in a row 
of PTQs and hope to spike one. You've got to wait till it rocks around and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the reality is for us, even if we could string together three or four PTQs in a row, we wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> there's no, that is no true. way we'd be getting away with that with our families and all the other commitments we have in our lives. So. And, and our play skill. Well, yeah, I mean, we could play three or four PTQs in a row and still wouldn't make any difference. So. <laughs> I mean, I reckon with three or four PTQs in a row, I could string together enough wins to make a top eight. If you, if you combine like all four together. events. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could work. Yeah. We're really doing a great job of selling to our listeners why they should continue listening to our, okay. our podcast. Well, as uh, we ran into a, another old school Melbourne Magic player, Tom, he's uh, he, he should be uh, should be listening to this because I gave him a Magic Beans pen to remind him. G'day, Tom. Um, so he was like, come on, guys, you've got a podcast. You didn't make top eight. And I I made the top eight of the last two events that I went to. And I felt, I'm like, Humble brags. I'm like, Magic's a great game. I love this thing. It's really good. It's really fun. But the saying that you are only as good as your last result is so true. Like I, yeah, I, I came crashing down to earth in a in a in a big way uh last saturday so from uh from top eight to uh dropping part way through the tournament because my results were amongst other things were were not great so i um yeah you can you can go oh that those previous um finishes were in the past uh, and this one's happening now so yeah you can't draw on them uh, that, you know, you don't get any extra credits just because you did well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, do you? That's a harsh game, this one. Sadly, no. So, mm. what did you play, Chewy? You were on the Jeskai Fires, Yeah, right? Jeskai Fires, and um, the room, what do you reckon, Shorty? 20, 25% mono red as a, uh, as, as a guess? I no, nah, I wouldn't say oh, that much. so much. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I actually think it was pretty diverse, Okay. Like, yeah, I, I, w- I would not have said 25% for my okay. red. So maybe like 15, 20 at the most. Because I, every round, I played four of the seven rounds and every table next to me had a mono red player, if not a mono red mirror. So maybe it was just, you know, my uh, perception was skewed by my perspective being, you know, the, the players that I saw around me. So, um but yeah, there was. A, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it did very well. Like there was, there was no mono red in the top eight. Uh, yeah, Luke Mulcahy finished ninth with mono red. Yep. Um, I think that's, that's probably more his play skill than the deck. Yeah, potentially. Oh, uh, and um, experimental frenzy, which I don't think anybody else was playing. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Tech, old school tech. If you want to think about it as old school. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played Jesco Fires, uh, the same deck that I've been streaming um, and and uh, putting videos up on and playing in our league. Uh, running two of uh, God Eternal Eketra, and I made a lot of mistakes. Um, some of them uh, I can put down to uh, lack of sleep. Uh, I'm not going to make an excuse, but you know, at well after <laughs> but well, you spend all day making excuses. Well, well after <laughs> at least I had them. I didn't just shock myself for no reason with my stomping around. Yeah, um, the. Um, yeah, my, my kid didn't go to sleep until after midnight and then woke up every hour um, thereafter. So I didn't get off. My day didn't get off to a great start. And then, yeah, I found myself making horrible mistakes. Uh, I think I tilted, honestly. Um, I, I think I, if I, you know, I can make mistakes and you, you can move on, but I wasn't in a good space to be able to, like, you know, give myself the proverbial the, the proverbial kick in the pants and and move on uh so i decided to just cut my losses and drop from the event and just sort of kick around and chat to people so that was pretty much it just Bought watch a me make mistakes yeah just watch shorty make mistakes so um, <laughs> nothing better than just being able to like perch on your mate's shoulder and just go oh this game's so easy when game. you're a spectator right <laughs> isn't it isn't so, it? that's yeah. why i'm, I'm it, so exactly. good in chat exactly so yeah, I made so I made some like obvious play mistakes. I made land sequencing mistakes. I made sideboarding mistakes. I made which creature to I uh, kill with my removal mistakes. Um, so I just went, uh, this is not my day. I'm I'm too tired. I'm not in the right space. So yeah, I just packed it up. So um, after four rounds, so uh, I like eked out one win out of those four rounds. So I was well and truly done at that point. As sweet as it is to like crush 
I imagine, having never done it in a tournament. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, as, as, as nice as it is to, like, chain a bunch of wins together, it is important to remember that it is game. And if you're just miserable doing it, then why? Yeah, just stop. Right. Exactly right. Like, just, 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 just why? Like, if, if all you're doing is getting more and more frustrated, and, like, I find this with um, Arena and trying to, like, just go, oh, I just need to get to, like, the next level the next badge whatever i'm trying to get for right and just sitting there going oh this is i'm just mad like i'm just sitting here angry at my computer and angry at the game i'm like why am i doing this this is just like this is not the point of what i want to be doing so you just have to step away so yeah sad that you you didn't kind of get the result you're looking for but hey there's always next time yeah so what about what about you shorty i know you stuck it out for a bit longer yeah i mean Normally, I'm pretty good at not tilting, um, even if even if I'm losing. Um, generally, for me, it's if I've paid to play in a tournament and I've got no pressing reasons to not be playing, I'll just keep playing out even, even if I'm losing. So, I ended up playing all all seven rounds and, uh, yeah, topped out with an awesome record of <laughs> two and five. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, as, as Chewie alluded to, I made some pretty boneheaded mistakes. So, what's this stomping ground? Cause oh, I, I just had, I had a turn where I, I just like completely miscalculated my mana and shocked in a stomping ground, and then went oh. like after I'd cast my spells, I went oh, I didn't actually need to mm. put that in, or something happened, and I didn't I didn't use the mana. I just shocked it in for no reason. <laughs> it was just it was a bit dumb. And and did you lose the game by exactly two life? <laughs> uh, I can't. Even, I don't even know which <laughs> round it was. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I think you I know actually I won that game uh, from memory. You won that game, yeah, but okay. um, you, I, I think you lost game three. Yeah, yeah, might have been against the, the mono red, maybe. Yeah, so I had, a, I had a, I had a, a really uh, boneheaded mistake against mono red, where uh, I uh, looked at the board and looked at what I had and my opponent had and went, oh yeah, I can just attack for lethal and attacked, and then my opponent blocked in a different way to what I thought and went, and I went, ah. Oh, Oh, now I'm just dead. <laughs> mm. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, th- that was the last round of the day and we're, we're kind of having a bit of fun just playing me me and the opponent. And, yeah, I definitely was not playing optimal by that point and, and was a, probably a little bit distracted and, yeah, you, just you, made, made a dumb mistake. But. Your opponent was a, um, a very uh, happy, like, like he, was, he was having a good time. Like he was, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah he was enjoying himself, you know, Yep. He drew his third land off the top of his deck in a row and, um, you know, found that quite amusing. And I think it was in game one, you drew three of your Thrashing Brontodons against yeah. his <laughs> army of, you know, like smaller creatures. And, and, he, and you know, mul- multiple Ember Cleaves in hand. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he saw the, he saw the humor in that. So, yeah, it was a good game. It was yeah. just, yeah, frustrating. And it just goes to show, like, that's what separates someone like me who's a reasonable magic player when I'm actually playing properly. Yeah. But then I'm a lot of the time I'm not from the people that play like in the MPL and those sorts of people, they, they just don't make those mistakes and that's why they win. And that's why they're so good. It's every game. It's the same. There's, there's never that, those stupid boneheaded mistakes that, that cost you that game, which means you lose the round and, and that, you know, puts you out of the tournament, that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, sometimes it, people attack before they activate their hazard. So it does happen. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that that wasn't a an MPL player, or he he was just a guy that just playing for a win and needed a pro tour. But yeah, 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 yeah still still, still a good player. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean if you can make it to a pro tour, like come on, <laughs> I, I know, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, better lucky than good sometimes. Um, so yeah. results aside. How are you happy with the um, individual card choices? I guess we we know that you were both pretty locked in on both, you know, Jund Cat and with your fires. But then there are a few additional sideboard slots and things. Shorty, I know you were sort of working out some of the numbers. Do you feel like you picked the right cards? You pegged the metagame for what what was actually there, despite the fact that you maybe, you know, punted some games and, you know, got some bad draws or whatever? Yeah, I, I was happy with my choice, uh, and a like a Jund sacrifice deck and a Rakdos sacrifice deck both made top eight. But I made my choice based on having a good team or adventure matchup and a pretty decent 
mono red and blue white control matchup and i proceeded to lose all of my, my matches against those, <laughs> oh, <laughs> those no. oh dear uh basically mainly just because of dumb mistakes like or or just either flooding out or getting mana screwed. Yeah, not, not drawing like, one of your colours. Yeah, I, did, and, and I, I didn't lose. I lost to blue-white. We had a game one that went for 40 minutes and then we mm. just – and he won. And then uh, I just – you know, we just couldn't finish the, the second game um, to make it a draw. But all every other round, I either won – like the, the rounds that I won, I won 2-0. And the rounds that I lost, I lost 2-1. So – I was definitely in it. And so you're then, in it yeah. all the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in, in it all the way. And, and all it would take is those couple of uh, different decisions playing a little bit better um, or just that tiny little bit of luck sometimes. And, yeah, sometimes yeah, it's your day. Totally different. Like in the last round, yeah. that's yeah. obviously the one that's in the forefront of my mind because it's the most recent. Um, if you'd just drawn a stomping ground, like you would have won that game, I think, like quite handily. But, you know, you had like four or five red cards in your hand. And, you know, he'd, um, you'd mulliganed, your only red source was your goose and he stomped it and, you know, the game that went then for another, you know, six or seven turns and you didn't find a red source. But on any other yeah, day, yeah. you could have yeah, like drawn I had, a mountain. I had, yeah, I had six lands on the battlefield and zero red sources. Yeah, I, I had a game where cards, I, so. um, I didn't draw a, uh, didn't draw a, a blue source. You know, I, I kept a, I mulliganed a five. Uh, kept a two scry land and a plains hand, like a two blue, uh, red white. Uh, it had a fires in it and something else. And I just drew like runner runner to fairies and uh, ended up with six lands, like a hard cast of red cavalier. But it's like these four blue cards in my hand would be really handy to be able to cast right now after my uh, fires got. Um, What's the agonizing remorse? Is that the card? Yeah. Yeah. Got hit by that. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah sometimes it just happens. That's that's the variance in magic. And yeah, it just happens sometimes. So yeah, not, not much you can do about it. But when you're also making stupid mistakes, that's definitely something that's within your control. And I know we've we've sort of mentioned on this podcast and we've spoken about it off, off air is your magic fitness. So like your your ability to stay mentally focused for a long solid day of playing magic is it's a real thing like that's that's something that really comes with practice and with playing a lot and for guys like us that that don't get to play long tournaments very often we're just not we don't have that fitness level uh, like that's sort of what it comes down to and that and we're old yeah we're old our brains don't work happy properly. birthday to shorty by the way oh uh, yes thank you yeah that happened <laughs> yeah um, you didn't invite us over for 10 hours of magic and spicy chicken wings, I noticed, but... Just rude. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, should we run through the, the top eight decks that, uh, that did, you know, obviously performed a lot better than us uh, on that day? Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah. Um, so, as I mentioned, Isaac uh, took down the, uh, the event with uh, Bant Ramp. Uh, he was one of two Bant decks. So, that's the... If you been you know on arena at all in the last couple of weeks you would have seen it um nisses and dream trawlers and um or just basically all the, all the good cards uh in those colors jammed together um a Rakdos sack and a jun sack um deck as uh shorty described um a, and a one blue white control uh, two team of wreck. Was it two team of clover or team of reclamation? No, they were team team of wreck decks. Yeah, right. Okay, so no clover yeah. made top eight. No. Um, and then topping out the Swiss was my round one opponent, uh, which was a uh, Jai. Um, so who gave the podcast a follow uh, after our uh, after our game three? Um, so shout out to Jai. Well done for uh, topping the Swiss. Drove down from Mildura, which is what a four hour drive from Melbourne. Um, and, um, yeah, just rocked up and casually topped the Swiss with Gruul Aggro. So, uh, or like Gruul Adventures type list. Um, he got there in game three because uh, Cleave is a, is a magic card apparently, you know. know Got to believe in it, man. Yeah, believe, believe. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's, I, I did walk into it a little bit. It was one of my mistakes for the day, one of the many. How? But... It's a giant sword. <laughs> uh, no, no, like I, I, I could have. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I put my camera in front of a creature when I shouldn't have, and yeah. 
So anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, Deck performed really well uh, top the Swiss. Uh, unfortunately, uh, bad out in the top eight, but um, yeah, played the deck really well. And um, I've actually been playing the deck a little bit um, on Arena because it sort of piqued my interest. And I, I think it's a, I think it's real, right? I think it's a. There's all this talk of you know, uh, Team of Clover and, and everything, but it just this is just so proactive. Domri's ambush. Um, is quite well positioned because there's just creatures everywhere. And, um, yeah, it, it's got a decent matchup against blue-white. It's bigger than um, a lot of the other creature decks. Uh, it It's bigger than Deafen and Clarion. And that was basically how I lost. He's all these four-power creatures and I've got Clarions in my hand and they're useless. So, um yeah, so uh, the Gruul Adventures deck might be something that, uh, you know, if you're looking to jump in some best of one and win some gold, um, give that one a a, uh, a look up and um, see how you go. Mm. Well, speaking of playing standard on Arena, our league kicked off uh, after the last podcast and it's uh, safe to say it's uh, it's doing really well. I know we've all participated in some matches on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's great. Uh, one of us more than the rest of us, Cracker. You you've played the most matches out of anybody so far. You've hit seven matches and some in the league. <laughs> I, 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 it's just been great. Like I jump on when I feel like it and just go, you know, in a Discord and say, "Hey, anyone up for a game?" Or someone will be on there and you know have asked a question. He's like, "Yeah, let's go." Just yep. hop in. I must say, I know Scott. We miss you, buddy. Was banging on about the friends list and how great it was going to be. And I was like, is it though? It's really good. Mm. I've, I've really enjoyed being able to like just direct challenge, which we and I eventually figured out. It took us like six goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we played two best of ones before we actually got to our real game, but um, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been really good. I've had a lot of fun. I've been running, uh, uh, do I give away my secrets? Ooh, tech? Yeah, no, no, your uh, secret, secret tech. You can, you can change whatever. My, no, I can't change. <laughs> don't have, <laughs> you don't have the wild cards. No, I don't have the wild cards. Uh, I've been playing Green White Auras. So, um, you know, the the Paradise Druid with uh, Sentinel's Eyes wombo combo to, yep. give, it, to give it vigilance, and, got vigilance. And, and hexproof. <laughs> um, and the deck can... It's, it's a boggles deck, right? So, like, yeah. when it goes off, it just goes off. Like, I... I um, I think I just twenty Chewy in a single turn mm-hmm. at one point, um, out of nowhere. Like you just can, you know, give your auras discounts, and then you can draw cards. And sometimes you'll draw like two or three cards from a single aura being played on one of your creatures. So it's a lot of fun. It's quite one dimensional. You know, you're trying to suit up a singular creature and you know have it live. Um, the games. I'm four and three at the moment, so I'm I'm ahead. I, I was batting fifty percent. You are on so top of the ladder. I've played more than anyone, so I guess that's (laughs) going to happen. So, uh, my next opponent, I've been batting 50%, so you're probably due for a win if you want to challenge me shortly. Um, You'll probably pick up the next one. Uh, But the the losses I've had so far have all been to Fires decks. So, I I played Chewy. Um, I guess the the sweepers are a bit hard. (sighs) Teferi. Is the problem because you've got Karametra's blessing, which can give you um, creatures indestructible, your creature indestructible, but like you can't beat Teferi and then instant speed shatter the sky is basically what it is. I really, yeah, okay. I really, 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 really hate Teferi. Like <laughs> that, the, the fact that it's a static is what annoys me so much. Like I can't, like ignoring my deck specifically. The fact that like you, you play Teferi, you bounce. Probably the person's only threat, particularly if you're on the play, right? Teferi goes down. Well, I c- unless you've got a haste creature, which, you know, Mono Red does, but sure, nothing else does, right? Then Teferi sticks around, and then the next turn they can just plus and then shatter at instant speed, and it's just like, y- your game is over. Yeah. If they put the you-can-only-cast-spells-as-sorceries on the plus ability, that would be okay, Right, I think that would make it a little more balanced. But the fact that it's just permanently, so like it bounces your dude and you can't do anything, it's just 
Ugh, it's gross. I hate it. Anyway. <laughs> I, I think Teferi's it, completely it, it, overpowered, yeah, and that's why I have four of him in my deck. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, it is a very powerful magic card, and I think it will be a long time before we see static abilities on Planeswalkers again. Cause really? You don't think they're going to print it in the next Teferi set in like three months' time? <sighs> I hope not. <laughs> don't <laughs> worry, 2021. You've brought, up, you've brought up Teferi in the Teferi set almost as often as I brought up KCI. <laughs> Me? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just that the last two, two, two fairies have been completely format warping. They have. You did they say have. Two, right. two fairies? Like, yeah, and uh, yeah, three fairy. I, I don't and love playing against blue white control, right? but yeah. that's just a personal thing. No, uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, yeah. I I think the card has done but really yeah. well to dodge bans. I, I think there were some other three mana planeswalkers that probably took a little bit of the limelight uh, and, yeah. and and attracted a ban. But yeah, it's a um, it's a very powerful magic card. Um, so yeah. the the league, how many matches have been played in total? So we've had sixteen matches played so far. And which of nearly half of them are cracker, so <laughs> good on him. But. So lift your game, everyone. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, the, like last weekend, most of us or, or pretty much all the members of the podcast were away for the weekend as well as other people being away for the weekend with the long weekend in Victoria. So that, that certainly slowed things up a bit. But I'm tipping this weekend there'll be quite a few matches getting played. Obviously tonight, you know, it's th- Thursday night for us, so none of us are playing matches tonight. We're all recording the podcast, but... Yeah, if you if you still want to join in, if you're either just if you've just found the podcast or you're just getting around to hearing about this league, we're still happy for people to jump in to the league. Um, we're just running it as a round robin style, so everybody plays everybody. So that means you can you could literally jump in on the last week uh, that we're doing this and play all your matches if you want. Uh, that's that's fine by us. Uh, well, yeah, we're just happy for people to be on there and having a chat and making friends and uh, yeah, just playing playing magic. So, how many uh, entrants do we have? How many how many players? Uh, I think we have seventeen, maybe seventeen. Yep. Yeah, okay. something like that. So somewhere between fifteen and seventeen. I don't have the the sheet in front of me, so. Um, but yeah, don't forget there are booster prizes. So yeah, it's free free to enter. Just join up on our Discord, which you'll find the links on our show notes and on our Twitter and all that sort of stuff. And then yeah, just post in the league channel and we'll put you in and just start challenging people and playing some games. So we'll be doing the round robin up until about uh, the end of March. I'll post an official date as we sort of get closer to it and then we will cut to top four to work out uh, who gets the prizes so awesome so, and yeah, as uh, always fun. as always i'll uh record uh all of my matches and I'll, I'll put them up on our youtube channel once they're all done so you'll be able to uh you know i'll play everybody once so you'll be able to find out you know skip along and find out when you played me and watch your match back which is always entertaining yep so, Cracker, your deck that you were playing, yeah. obviously you were a bit apprehensive about giving out what you're playing, but I assume you don't actually no, care. No, I wasn't really. No. If you share your list with me, I'll put it in the show notes. So yeah, of anyone who wants to give that deck a, a go, I've uh, fiddled around with that deck myself, and yeah, it's good good fun. Uh, I don't think it uses too many wild cards as well, so uh, it's no, probably just a mana base, but... Yeah, so I'm running a couple of guild gates because I didn't have a couple of temples. Yeah, okay. um, yep. I finally got a few more rare wild cards, so I now have four Temple Gardens. Yeah. Because uh, the tap lands were pretty annoying. Um, yeah, yeah. And there are a couple of other an things that, deck. Yeah, a couple of other things that, um, you know, like I've got a couple of Gideon Black Blades and things like that. But you Cards don't are have beating, to have man. them. That, that card is, is it does some work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. So, it's, it's like mostly some lists I've seen on, you know, different places online but then you know as i've played it i've tweaked it and, and changed things around and put things in and taken stuff out so it's it's kind of my own take on the, the build it's been a lot of yep. fun cool but well, the, yeah, the thing i've enjoyed the most about this whole league so far is just chatting with all the opponents on discord afterwards right because you can just like you direct message people kind of you know good game and good luck and all that sort of stuff but i've managed to have you know some pretty good chats with with all of my opponents Afterwards, yeah, it's been sweet to just find out where people are from and, and get to know them and stuff. It's been really nice. Well, to, as of, I assume, tonight, we will actually get the update where you'll be able to direct message in Arena now. Oh, sweet. So, well, you can only do it to people on your friends list. But, yeah, well, if, you, if you're playing against someone on your friends list, you can now or you, you should be able to, as of tonight, um, yeah, actually chat with them through, through Arena. So, Scott will be really happy about that if he ever gets back on Arena. 
We miss you, Scott. <laughs> yes, we, we certainly do. I'm not missing you in this because I think I'd get absolutely wrecked by a cavalcade deck. So, you know, you can stay away until the league is finished and then you can so, come back. Yeah. Shorty, you mentioned yeah. the update to Arena with the friends list. Is that yes. when we'll get the update to the banned and restricted uh, list as well uh, with that same update? Yeah, I would yes, assume so. Yep. So, yeah, what, what Chewie's talking about there is I don't know if we... Mention it? No, I don't think we did on the previous podcast because it hadn't been announced yet. But no, it hadn't. Wizards did their announcement of an announcement and said that uh, on the 9th of March they were going to do another ban and restricted announcement. So it was a nice birthday present for me. And uh, yeah, there was actually quite a few cards on this uh, on this ban list. Cracker, have you got the the list open there? Do you want to? I, I do. I do. You take so us yeah, bunch of formats. So brawl. Uh, Golos, the Tireless Pilgrim is banned. In historic, yeah. In in historic, they were testing out a a new structure where they would actually suspend cards for for a while and basically just temporarily move them from the format and say, "Hey, are things better or worse now with these cards gone?" So they get and a, do we- a number of time counters on them, and you remove one. Yeah, with new- exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. the, um, unfortunately, then Teferi's in play, and you can't cast things at instant speed during your upkeep, so the <laughs> yeah. spell is just immediately countered. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. even veil of summer in response. No, no. no. So in historic, uh, there were uh, there were a few cards. There were four cards they put onto the suspended list. Uh, so one was Oko, one was Once Upon a Time, and Veil of Summer, and they have all been banned. They just decided that hey, we don't actually need these cards. Unsurprising, they've all been banned in multiple other formats, as we'll get to in a second. Um, and they moved Field of the Dead off the suspended list and is now legal again. So you can play that again in Historic. In Legacy, Underworld Breach was banned. Surprise. And in Modern, <laughs> well, kind of was. And in Modern, Once Upon a Time is banned. I think, I think that one's the biggest surprise for me. And the, the biggest me surprise too. is that I thought it was already banned. <laughs> 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 I just uh, assumed that when all the other cards, the stupid cards, like Veil of Summer, I just found out is still legal in modern. <laughs> I just assumed that Oko and Once Upon a Time, Veil of Summer, they all just got the ban all at the same time. But no, you'd think I'd know these things being on a, on a Magic podcast. Well, I mean, it just shows that you haven't no. played that format for a while, right? Yeah, I, I certainly have not played modern for a while. So Once Upon a Time was played in a number of decks. Um, Eldrazi Tron, which is a deck I'm really familiar with, had moved to um, adding a single forest into its mana base, which you could find with uh, an expedition map. Um, but yeah, just uh, banking on having one in the opening hand. Uh, but the the big the big one was really the Primeval Titan decks, right? It's uh, mm. they've been dominating modern uh, both online and in paper. They've been the most popular deck and also putting up really really good results. So uh, you know. Playing six mana six six creatures is something that Wizards wants us to do. That's why they keep printing that dinosaur. Um, <laughs> but uh, so they're not going to. Colossal Dreadmore. That's the one. Uh, they're not going to uh, ban the Titan. It's too much of an iconic card. But so I think they're happy for that um, archetype to be around. It's cool. Um, it does some things with the that new two four guy that makes all your lands mountains. Um, Dried of Elysian Grove. That's the one. But, yeah, just toning it down a bit with not being able to find um, those uh, those key pieces as reliably is, uh, I think, a good move. Yeah, um, it's just that it's that consistency that's that's yeah. the issue is once yeah. upon a time just provides – and, like, we saw it, like, when we first started this podcast and we were playing that card in standard, it was like, all right, well, I can keep a, I can keep a hand that's got no lands, but I've got a once upon a time and a gilded goose because – I'm going to cast my Once Upon a Time for free on turn one, find my land, and then cast my Gilded Goose. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's um, – and it was it's a totally fine card to cast for two mana in standard as well and, um, you know, passable in modern. So, yeah, yeah. it's um, – I'm, I'm not surprised to see it go. Um, but, I, yeah, the um, – I think when I'm looking at the announcement, though, I think my page isn't loading properly because I'm not seeing – um, any of the dredge card draw spells banned in Pioneer. So is something not refreshing. What's going on there? 
No. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no? No? Yeah, no. No? No they, bands in Pioneer, which they didn't, is they didn't ban probably the most. Okay. They did not They did not ban Dig Through Time, despite everyone predicting that that would be the case. Um, and Chris was almightily relieved that Underworld Breach <laughs> yeah. was only banned in Legacy. Uh, I think he quickly passed the, the page and went, oh, no, Breach is banned, and then saw it was Legacy. And he kind of <laughs> breathed a giant sigh of relief because he just put that deck together. And yep. he has been known to give the, I mean, what's the reverse of the Midas touch? Like he just curses decks when he builds them. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss of Kiss death. Of yeah, that's exactly yeah. what he gives it. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think oh, Polywaffle's pretty happy that uh, he gets to do some more of those shenanigans in, in Pioneer for a little while longer. Yeah. And they did, they did a bit of a write up, like they mentioned Pioneer in the, in their article for the, the banning. And it was actually the thing that they talked about the most out of out of the whole banning, because there was so much speculation about what was going to happen. And you know they've quote, quoted some match win percentages and things like that of Demir Inverter, and and you know that they're happy with how things are sitting at the moment. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that, they're the ones with all the data. So at yeah, the end of the day, it's you yeah. Can't yeah. Two two weeks data of Magic Online. Two weeks of league data. Not, yeah. not not fact that's a cherry pick stat that one if ever I've it seen is one. yeah it's definitely a cherry pick stat and I mean if you look at actual tabletop tournaments and the top eights from the last month they're just heavily dominated by Demir Inverter so that's that's a tricky stat right because you look at those ones just to, to pick apart and be devil's advocate for a second um, those are mostly been SCG events. Um, yeah. A bunch of those have been ta- team ones as well. And the thing with the SCG circuit is they are the most entrenched players in the game at the moment, I'd suggest. Um, you know, they have a really dedicated core group of players and they have a lot of availability to cards and they also yeah. tend to be the best players on the circuits. So if yeah. you and look- they, they heavily metagame as they, well. They absolutely do. So you, you look at those and, you know, like Shorty and I both listen to a couple of podcasts um, from people who are like, you know, from Team Lotus Box and stuff. So they're very, very high up in the, you know, the rankings of where the players sit in that circle. And, you know, they, they talk about this kind of stuff. So it's it's interesting, but there's a lot of play skill involved in that. And I think that's where some of the percentages come from. So there's got to be a mix. And look, if Wizards decide for a minute that they're happy to have a two-card combo deck, you know, destroy in quotes a format for a couple of months then like all right sure let's see if we can come up with a way to beat it or, or deal with it or if not then let it run its course and eventually they'll have to do something so i don't know yeah they said they'll um they'll look at it again after the i'm paraphrasing them here that there'll be no bands until after the players tour right so they're yeah yeah there's a couple of pioneer a couple of pioneer major events coming up in the next month or two so I guess they just want to leave it as is and, and see how it goes. And if it's, yeah, if, if they play the next PTs and they're, um, yeah, just as bad, then they they just deal with it then. So it's not really going to affect anybody too much. And Pioneer is still a super diverse format. And you can still play a bunch of different things. So, yeah, um, I would have liked to have seen Dig go because I think it's just going to, like, long term, it's going to have to go. It's it's just, it's banned in basically every single format because it's just so powerful. But, I'm fine with their with their decision and yeah, I mean, just reckon rip the bandaid off. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't see their data and yeah, they might have cherry picked that the 49 percent non mirror match win rate over the last two weeks, that sort of thing, just to just to have a good low stat. But I don't know how many matches that that's of. It's obvious that, that would be way more matches than gets played over a month's worth of SCG tournaments. So. They've got the data there, and yeah, they can use the data to support whatever they want, really. Yeah, it's, uh, isn't that how it goes when you you make you make the news and you spin it how you want it to sound? <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. I yep. riff it anyway. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know that reference, so sure, whatever. Uh, okay. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch owns Fox News. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, so, Underworld is- Breach in Legacy. Do you guys know what that's why that's been banned? Yes. Yep. Uh, Lion's Eye Diamond. Yes. And, uh, yeah, because it's broken. What's the other the other yeah. card that goes with it? Oriok Salvages. No, there's a one and a blue instant that mills you for three with Storm. Brain Freeze. 
Brain freeze. That's yeah, what yeah, I was looking at yeah. it today. Yeah. So yeah. basically, yeah, brain, the, the brain the freeze, lines yeah. diamond, underwear breach, and yeah, mill mill your whole deck. Yeah. Well, no, you don't. You mill most of your deck and then mill your opponent. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. is the common way. Um, it's interesting. I've heard a few people talking about this and like, you know, there was potential for turn one wins. So like, I get it. That's kind of nuts. But at the same time, the format has force of will, force of negation, duress, thought seize. Um, there's like all of the hand disruption in the world. So they- Yeah, but the it, combo it, deck gets to play that too, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> well, it does, but they also gave it basically no time at all. Like the deck wasn't even discovered until probably only like within the last month. So it's it's interesting that they've moved this aggressively and maybe they just realised that cheaper Yogmoth's will that doesn't exile cards is a really stupid <laughs> idea and they should never have done <laughs> who, that. Who would have thought? But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, whatever. I mean, we're not legacy aficionados by any stretch. No, um, yeah, this is the sort of thing that I would not have been surprised if they already knew about it before the card was even printed. You know, some surely somebody in Wizards went, oh, yeah, this card and Lion's Eye Diamonds works really well together and whatever. Like, somebody would have known that. And they basically just go, yeah, let's, like, they don't care enough about Legacy these days to stop them from printing a card. So they're just going to print it. And then the first opportunity they get... As soon as the deck becomes a thing, they just ban it, and that's that would not surprise me at all if that was the the attitude that they they go in with that sort of thing now. Yeah, that I mean, seems we, completely reasonable. We yeah. did talk yeah. about this last time, where they really their primary focus is standard because it makes them the most money, and in standard, this card is fine. It's basically not a card, yeah, yeah. and in Pioneer, yep. it's more powerful. In Modern, there's some potential turn two wins, so maybe they look at hitting it at some point there with that whole grinding station mox amber loop that you can do with emery and stuff right there's some pretty crazy wins that apparently you can it's the new there. kci chewy you should get on it yeah yeah it's, they should ban it all then <laughs> <laughs> just all zero mana artifacts just ban yeah okay just wizards, a, a, please, a million game actions yeah it says the cat player but um <laughs> yeah. let's never print Free spells or zero mana artifacts, and the game will be in a better place. Really. Oh, but they're fun. <laughs> they are. They're really fun. I, I enjoy them. I yeah. enjoy them as much as anybody, but, you know, I mean, oh, look, no, keep doing it. Keep doing I, it because, yeah, you know, I we'll have content for our podcast. I mean, I don't hate the mistakes. <laughs> like, I like that they're kind of pushing it. I mean, sure, they've overshot massively by some of these cards, um, but I'm also glad that they're not just like, you know, hill giants and grizzly bears anymore. Yeah, that, that, is, can, that can that, get boring pretty quick. That is true, but it's also like it's it's yeah, power creeps a thing. Oh yeah, twenty nineteen they missed entirely, right? Like that whole year was just like <laughs> the giantest whiff of all time. It, it wasn't power creep; it was a power leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. It really, really was. So it's a. Uh, uh, I'd be interested to see if Ecoria follows the same. I know they've said that they will continue to make powerful spells. Uh, or powerful magic sets because, you know, well, they probably sell, so that that's part of it. Yeah, they're exciting. Um, yeah, but I wonder if they, you know, move the needle back a bit with Ikoria. We'll see how they go, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, by the time they realised how powerful Throne of Eldraine and Theros was, is already printed. <laughs> there's yeah. No, there's yeah. no changing that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So we, we might be in for another year or, or so of really quite powerful stuff before they manage to, to dial it down a little bit. So Another year or so of banned and restricted announcements, yeah. Yeah, 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 yep. Bring it on. I don't, I don't mind. We've we've discussed it before. It's. I think it's good for the game. I'd like to see those powerful cards and I'd like to see the formats getting shake, shaken up because it keeps everything interesting, so... Yeah, you don't want to have it. a stale standard that nobody wants to play, so... Mm. Yep. Especially seeing as Arena is the predominant... Uh, thing that I'm playing at the moment and currently being only standard, I'm happy for standard to always get, get changed up. Quick tangent, did you see that tweet by the Watsi staff person whom I can't remember their name? Um, they there was a they put up a Twitter poll that was um, you know, where do you prefer to play? It was actually yeah, yeah. like arena esports, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. 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 It was either yeah, the was official like MTG Arena or the MTG um, esports Twitters. And it got taken down pretty quick. Yeah, so they they put it up and they had it as tabletop. So the two options were tabletop and arena. Yeah. And 
bunch of people started voting and then it got deleted and then they re-put it up as tabletop and online play, oh, which is probably, right. what they, <laughs> probably what they originally intended. But then obviously- No, they didn't. But someone pointed out the fact that they'd forgotten MTGO in both reality yeah. and in the vote. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people then put their tinfoil hats on and went, oh, the, um, you know, the the percentages were coming out as people preferring to play in tabletop. So they deleted this post and then re-put it up again and, and whatever. And it's like, uh, who cares? Yeah, but yeah. then it ended up at like 86% prefer like tabletop. So yeah, I yeah. don't think that theory panned out. But anyway. No. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that was, was interesting. Tangent. All right. So the rest of the stuff on the, on the ban announcement. Like Brawl, none of us play Brawl. I don't know anybody who plays Brawl, but nope. apparently you can play Brawl. Seth from whatever. Goldfish? Is it like the yeah, only person maybe. I know? It's because yeah. it costs you like 10,000 gold and you get to play like once a week, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah. Yep. And Historic, I don't know about you guys, but Historic I'm basically just completely ignoring yep. until Pioneer is on Arena. It just the- seems like the most ridiculous format to have and I don't quite understand what they're doing with their cards that they're releasing for that are going straight into historic because they're releasing cards that aren't pioneer legal so it's not like they're they're just sort of backfilling historic with pioneer cards and then they're going to go hey here's pioneer and we'll just scrap historic now so i don't don't get it and i don't i would much i can't be bothered with it i would much rather than invest those resources into bringing pioneer onto arena sooner yeah I have, I have a feeling it was one of those situations where people from different departments had different ideas and, you know, people from the arena department went, okay, we need something to do with – we need something for people to be able to do with their cards once they rotate out so that people don't feel like they've wasted their money on arena. So let's start this format called Historic and we're going to just add some cards into it, whatever. And so that's, you know, an arena person's idea. And then organized play or whoever else decides formats or whatever went – oh, we're going to start this new format called Pioneer and then all of a sudden it's crazy popular and that was not part of, you know, the the two two teams weren't talking to each other and so now they're stuck with <laughs> Historic, which they're, you know, they've committed to, uh, but Pioneer is what everybody wants. So who knows with, if, with Wizards in, in the background, but that's that's the way I see it. Yeah, I if they put some of those cards in that they said they were going to, like Brainstorm, Bob, and Worm Coil Engine, maybe I'd be interested in playing yeah, Historic. But that's but not what they're doing. They have not put any of those cards in, no. No. Um, anyway. Uh, also, I don't think we talked about this last time. I'm not sure it had been announced. They bring in Cube. They bring in Cube, Sealed Cube, unfortunately, mm. to Arena. So, quite keen historic on that. Historic Cube, basically, His- right? Historic Cube. Um, well, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see what, no one knows any more than, hey, Cube is coming, it'll be sealed. Um, and the truly sad thing about it, though, Phantom, you don't get to keep your cards. Yeah, Cube Cube on Magic Online has been Phantom forever. So anyone who's played Cube um, on that client for the last, you know, two decades um, is used to that. But That's because you can open Black Lotus in Cube on MTGO, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not. But- it's no different to the other events that they run on Arena where it's, you know, here's two event decks and you get to play the decks. You don't get to keep those cards. No, so that's, yeah. not, that's true. It's not a new concept on Arena either. No, understood. No. But I did think that they would use this as the opportunity to start seeding people's collections for either Historic or Pioneer. Yeah, and, and that may be something. Like Pioneer, they haven't even said when that's coming like it's probably still a year off before we're getting pioneer sure. so maybe as they start to get closer they'll start to do pioneer cube and you get to keep the cards and and things like that because that, it's definitely a good way to do it yeah but i, I think yeah. we need um like the priority for me as you know per, from a personal perspective is i'd much rather see actual drafts and and the reason that they're doing um sealed, sealed. is imagine trying to program a bot to you know, a pick order yeah, with the draft cube. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, sealed's fine. A lot of people are poo-pooing it. I'm going to play it. You I'll know, play I'll, it for I'll, sure. Yeah, I'll give it a yeah, I'll have I'll fun wait for it to it. come out and I'll <clears throat> make up my own mind. But, yeah, it's um, it's Cube. Cube is the, you know, one of the my favourite ways, one of the best ways to play Magic. Uh, but the drafting of the Cube is, uh, yeah, is the most of, part exciting of the part. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'd be interested to see how different it is with Sealed. We've done some Sealed 
uh, cubes, both with your pauper cube shorty and, and my um, what do you call my cube? It's kind of legacy cube equivalent, yeah. non um, powered cube. Yeah, it was legacy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've done some sealed on that when we haven't had enough players, and it's and it's been fine. But the decks are different. You know, you end up with a uh, just a magic deck, not a specific archetype that you've drafted, and you know, yeah, you have piles of powerful cards that are in the same yeah. colours rather than like a cohesive strategy that you put together. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Still a lot of fun. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more when uh, we actually have more details. That is <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> actually, just as a quick aside, I have been jamming a bunch of those games for the um, one of the events. There was the Big Red versus the Clone Gary. I don't know if you guys played any of that. No, I, I have, yeah, haven't played that much in the last week or so, so I haven't been playing any of those events. Yeah, it was free. So I was like, oh yeah, why not? So... Yeah, it's been a bit of fun. Um, Clone Gary is a blue-black kind of controlish deck where literally your aim is to cast a Grey Merchant of Ashvidel for as many black pips as you can and then, like, quasi-duplicate it and there's that <laughs> nightmare nice. thing that lets you die and come back again. So, yeah, it's uh, I played three Garys in one turn. Felt good. <laughs> yeah, nice. Did played you guys a Gary, see the draft duplicate. deck? Yeah. Did you guys see the draft deck I shared that had Thassa and Gary? That was pretty sweet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next topic. So coming up uh, next weekend. Next weekend? Yeah, that's correct. Next weekend, the, uh, Saturday the 21st of March, we have another WPNQ. So it's basically a PTQ that's held at a store, uh, which will be Games Lab in the city in Melbourne. So this is a, a local one for us. And I am... Intending on playing. I know Chris is also intending on playing. I don't know if... I know Chewie's not. I don't know if you are, Cracker. No, I won't be there. No. All right. So, it is Pioneer. And, uh, yeah, that's our next chance. I think this is the last event for this season of PTs. So, last chance to qualify for for this um, this round of PTs. So, hopefully, I'll make that top eight that I, uh, I need to get or maybe just win this thing. What are you going to play? So, I've been looking at deck lists all week and... As, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast and you've just started listening, I like to flop around and flip-flop what deck I'm going to play, basically right up till the day before we play. <laughs> yeah, you're the most indecisive person when it comes to deck choice I think I've ever met. Yeah, which is funny because that's not how I am with every other aspect of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the total opposite but uh yeah for some reason i just i always like to keep my options open when i'm trying to figure out what deck to play and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you will know that by now so yeah i'm um, at the moment i'm most likely i'm just going to play dredge because i had fun playing it the last time and i don't know it's 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 a good deck and as we've said before it's a good game one deck and then you just got to try and hope to to win your uh one of your game two or game three matches but i just don't know it's yeah pioneers a it's a very diverse format the the dredge deck basically has completely dropped off the face of the earth it's not putting up any results so it's every now and then it makes a 5-0 on on magic online but it's probably no a good way. time to play it then yeah and, if- and that's part of what i'm what i'm thinking it's not it's not going to be hated out you, you always cla- catch that splash hate of resting pieces and that sort of thing, but well, uh, some people that yeah. are lazy sideboard builders will just, you know, I've got planes, I'll chuck in rest in peace. Um, but there's also the the Lotus Field deck. Um, you know, you need to have some graveyard hate for that, so you'll have some splash damage. But you just always board in your um, your enchantment and artifact removal. What's yeah. that new one that puts a thing on the bottom? Um, Mystic Repeal. Mystic Repeal. Yeah. Yeah. Although actually, I, I saw a list this week that was running Caustic Caterpillar. Which uh, oh yeah, I haven't seen that. I'd completely for forgotten about that card from Magic Origins. So it's a, it's a green for a. I think it's a one-one caterpillar, I guess. <laughs> but it's got pay you one and care. a green. Yeah, <laughs> pay one and a green and sacrifice it to destroy an, an enchantment or a, an artifact. So so I'm you can I find it off your um, Drizzly Salvages, etc. Yeah, and you gather the pack and whatever. So it's easy to find and it's cheap. So you can get it down early if you need to. Getting some uh, beats. Yeah, yeah, you yep. can just bash people with a one-one. I played that yeah, in my Mirren Commander deck. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so Joel's got one if you need it. Um, yeah. So is, are, are they playing that in lieu of the Rex Age or as well as? So my list that I'm looking at at the moment, I think I'll probably play two of them and one Rex Age. It's, yeah. Sometimes it's nice just to have that into the battlefield ability. Yep. 
but there's no real no real reason for either one i guess the uh the caterpillar is that it's a little bit slower you know you've got to put it on the battlefield and then potentially it can die before you get to use it depending on your mana so yeah that's that's what i'm thinking so i most likely i'll play dredge and uh yeah give it a crack see how i go but i i, I definitely spent some time this week re-going through uh my jeskai ascendancy <laughs> deck Ooh. <laughs> Do that again. It's like, oh, could I, could I, uh, could I just bust this out? But the thought of playing that for seven rounds is no. That, that doesn't sound like. But much what fun. if you win for seven rounds? Oh yeah, that'd be great. But still, <laughs> oh, look, I, uh, someone who uh, I won't name the deck, but someone who played an sort of intricate <laughs> combo deck at at some longer events, it's exhausting. It really yeah. is. Like, like, like we just said earlier on this podcast, it's exhausting enough when you're, yeah. you're playing a deck that's not that hard. So, yeah, if you've got to, got to take a million game actions and hope that you get there to win the game, nah, no thanks. So That's what I found yeah. when we were testing that deck. It was like you play until you're about to lose and then go, all right, I have to win this turn and just see what I can do. Yeah, yeah basically. Which yeah, is a lot of fun goes. for like a couple of games against your mates. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun when you're playing casually and there's no stakes. But exactly. when you're, you're playing a tournament that you'd actually like to perform well in, that's probably not ideal. So. Yeah. And is the assumption that uh, if Chris makes it to the event, he's going to play something with a lot of forests and something that puts a lot of them into play quickly? And No, yeah. no, I mean, he, no he'll be all in on his Lotus Field Breach. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You might, I hope might so. Play Lotus no, he, he's like, he's, you know, like when he put it together, he's like, I, I really think this deck is sweet. I want to spend a lot of time getting to get good at this so yeah okay uh, which is a shame because there's actually a mono green deck that's similar to what he's been playing in pioneer for quite a while but it's doing really well at the moment it's it's basically the mon- like mono green stompy but it's running Khan the great creator and uh, and a full artifact sideboard so four four Khans, four man. vivians four four nisses and then uh yeah jade light rangers and voracious hydras and the uh the mana dorks so it probably wouldn't take much to convince him to change. No, no. I might have to send him a list and, and see what he thinks. But, mm, uh, I yeah, so that's, that's Pioneer. Pioneer's, uh, yeah, we're still still expecting Demir Inverter. There's still going to be the Heliod combo. Bant Spirits are still doing really well. Mono Black. So it's it's the, the metagame hasn't shifted that much, but almost any of those decks, you know, you, you, you can pick up Is It in Soul and still win. It's... Yeah, it's it's quite a still quite a diverse meta game, which is good to see. Put scissors on your gingerbread, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Despite having the inverter being sort of the top deck, it's it's still pretty pretty open. So that's good. So that is Saturday the twenty first of March. So yeah, myself and Chris will be there. So keep an eye out on our Twitter for updates of how poorly we're doing. The next. Good Games premiere event. So the next big weekend like they ran in Melbourne is going to be held in Adelaide the first weekend of April, so the 4th and 5th of April. And that event will be two days again uh, with Modern Pioneer for, for that one. Cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys have got any thoughts, if anything's changed since the last podcast on what you'd be running on in Modern. Um, we've just sort of spoken about Pioneer, so I don't know uh, if you'd, uh, you'd run anything new. I'd... With the banning of Once Upon a Time, uh, I would 100% still stick to my guns with Eldrazi Tron. Uh, yep. I think its worst matchup just got weaker. So, yeah, I'd, I'd take that and run with it. I don't know if that's the right call no, or not, but that's no, what I'd do. No idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other deck that was playing Once Upon a Time is your like uh, Devoted Druid combo decks in Modern. So yeah. they've uh, they've been quite popular recently because again of that consistency of being able to find your your combo pieces early on, and uh, yeah that definitely takes a hit. So I'm I'm tipping that if you're a devoted druid combo player, it's probably not the deck to be playing going forward. Uh, yeah, just losing. I've I've played that deck quite a bit myself, and yeah sometimes you just you just literally do nothing. They kill. They just keep killing your your devoted druids before you get to untap with them and. You, you're just playing mana dorks and doing nothing. So without that that extra consistency that Once Upon a Time would be bringing, uh, it's probably not really worth it. Yep, agreed. All right. Um, the other thing, so the we sort of mentioned at the start of the podcast with uh, the old Corona that's getting around, they're actually been starting to cancel major Magic tournaments now. So I just I just saw this today, like literally a few hours ago that they've cancelled the Magic Fest at Detroit, Sao Paulo, if that's how you say that, Louisville and Palm Beach. 
So they're the next, basically the next month of Magic Fest. So that's Grand Prix and all the side events and everything that they run there cancelled. And SCG started cancelling a couple of theirs. So they've got one on this weekend and next weekend, which is Baltimore and um, New York. They've cancelled them as well. So, yeah, we mentioned it before. Chewie's been loving slash hating the hype that, uh, that the coronavirus has been getting. But it was something that I definitely considered at the tournament we were at this weekend that, you know, I was conscious of not touching my face. You know, like that's it's something that uh, you kind of do a lot when you're, you're thinking about the plays that you're going to make in your tournament. I know, Chewie, you're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're a classic with this. You're always... Uh, got my fist in my got mouth. Your, got your yeah. fist in your mouth, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, it just made me think, like, you know, as, as we sort of said, you know, the coronavirus is not going to kill you instantly or anything like that, but I don't really feel like being sick <laughs> and if this sort of thing's getting around then you know i'm happy to take a few precautions but yeah i guess uh i guess i don't know if it's wizards or, or channel fireball that's made the decision to to do this but i guess it's probably not a bad thing just while it's uh it's i, I hope the wash up out of this whole thing is that because the coronavirus is as transmissible at most as like gastro right so yeah. Um, if you yeah, do, but that's I, I don't want gastro either. <laughs> yeah, gas, gastro sucks, right? Yeah, but it's it's uh, like you for the vast majority of people who get gastro, they will feel a lot worse than someone who contracts coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. So, like, but all the things you do to not get gastro, like yeah. wash your hands and don't you know share bodily fluids and cough in people's faces and all the rest of it, just do that. And if we just did that as like humans society forever. yeah as society then like we'll all be better, better off, off. <laughs> yeah so if, if yeah. The, you know once the, the this whole thing's you know run its course um i uh, i hope that we've all learned a lesson that you know yeah. like if you go to the bathroom take an extra one minute and wash your hands yeah i mean you uh, are talking about magic nerds that can't even shower and put deodorant on before they come to a tournament so i can understand why they've cancelled some of these events <laughs> they're not the most reliably hygienic people in the world so yeah yeah I, probably not a bad thing but yeah it's, it's a bit of a shame our audience there shorty that's yeah. really good yeah <laughs> none of our listeners are like that they're all no, they're no. all you know high society our people are all that, class clean yes, beans yes. clean yes. beans yeah <laughs> yeah it's exactly. a bit of a shame that uh it means, you know, less deck list, less coverage, or all, all that sort of stuff. So, so just join our Arena League and get yeah. your magic fix that way. That's right. Yeah. There is also this weekend, if, you're, if you've qualified for it, there's a Mythic Qualifier on Arena. So obviously that would be standard for, for that event. Uh, that's something that you qualify for making the top 1,200 in either Constructed or Limited, which none of us have gotten anywhere near. But I believe a few people from our Discord have made that, so good luck to those who are playing in it. Uh, if I was playing in it again, or if, if I was playing it and playing Standard again, I would still be sticking to Jund Cat. I'd probably be changing it up a little bit. I think Wicked Wolf, has its stock has risen, and I'd probably be slotting a few of those back in, in my deck. Uh, they're quite good at killing the... Oh, I've completely forgotten it's called the Archon from um, Blue White, which can definitely be a problem. So, oh, the three, four, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, that's that's what I would be recommending. Chewy, I'm assuming you'd be recommending just Sky Fires, but if you no, if you weren't no, stuck on be. fires, no, no. What, um, what so would you be recommending with the Bant and the uh, Saltai mid range decks, so the Uro decks? Uh, fires has got a absolutely horrendous matchup. I saw a stat. That at, at the last Magic Fest, not one Fires deck won against the Bant deck on day two. So I, I actually think it's time to pack up your Fires for the time being and uh, and look for other options. And I think Jun Cat is, is a good option. Um, I like the Saltai mid-range deck. Um, if there's a lot of the Bant mid-range deck, you've got a lot of the same tools, but you've got more removal and disruption. Um, and f for an aggro option, I've played, you know, five or six best of one games, but I'm, I'm enjoying the Gruul aggro deck. So, yep. Yeah, if, if you want to play any, any thoughts on standard? Um, Chris played a really sweet blue-white blink deck 
which was just mm, I've, like, I've, I'd never heard of that until you you said that that was what he played, and then I'm, now I'm seeing it everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so, so Martin User has spent a bit of time putting it together. Um, dude, we've talked about it a couple of times before. Um, it's just it's playing Thassa and like elite guard mage which gains you three life and draws a card when it enters the battlefield and you know you're playing fibble thips and just like a bunch of bounce spells and stuff and you're just trying to accumulate a massive amount of value so that was um looked like a lot of fun to play so i don't know whether that's like tier one but it's it's how does it win does it just like nickel and dime in the air with um the guard mage or has it got like a big finisher to play like a dream trawler or something to just get the game done? I think it does, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, lists vary, obviously. But yes, the the dream trawlers are are definitely there for some of it. Um, But I mean, obviously, you can just get enough stuff on board to make Thassa active and smashing with a 6-5 indestructible turn after turn is a pretty good way to to get through. Plus, you're just gaining um, huge amounts of life and stuff like that the whole way through. So, that was pretty Mm. cool. Um, And I actually like the look from an aggressive deck of the Rakdos Sacrifice lists. I think that they're quite strong, particularly if you're going to encounter a bunch of Uros and you can steal one and then attack with it and gain some of your life back and sacrifice it and stuff. So, um, I, I think those might be quite well positioned at the moment. Kind of, yeah, has a, um, a bit more reach and a bit more versatility than the mono red one, perhaps. Still playing the I, cleave because you have to. Yeah, believe the cleave, right? Um, I the advice that I would give, general advice, if you have access to white mana, play glass casket. Because the decks that the popular decks out there uh, are playing uh, Uro gets hit by Glass Casket, um, Crisis again hit by the Casket, um, and it's just generally useful in the uh, aggressive matchups. Um, but if you are playing a deck that has mountains in it, then um, have a look at the is it the Crowan War Saga where mm. you can just yeah steal, steal a their a stuff. Couple turns. Yeah, so the, the the sacrifice decks, if, if yeah, people are trying to go bigger than you, then take their stuff, bash them with it, and then sacrifice it when you're done. So it's uh yeah, they'll, they'll make sure you've got access to those cards, either main or sideboard. Yep, cool. And if you want to get in some practice, join our Discord and uh, get in some matches on the league. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Always comes back to that. <laughs> Speaking of our Discord, we I've been putting together a calendar for events in that are being held in australia uh so all the major competitive like ptqs and wpnqs and that sort of stuff so i'll be keeping that updated i've done it for the major states that where, where magic's played so yeah you can jump on there and have a look see what's coming up so you know what's going on in your area what format they are and that sort of thing and also keep a list on there of the major like grand prix and uh arena events and, and things like that as well so just another reason to jump on our discord and make the most of the tools that uh, you have access to so yep you'll find that uh, that link in our show notes or twitter so i think that's gonna do us for tonight i think we've uh, gone for long enough and gone on too many tangents so that'll do us uh yeah we'll just finish off with the usual things uh, all the places to find us so yeah if you want to get in contact with us you can send us an email which is magicbeanscast at gmail.com you'll find us on twitter or facebook uh, at magicbeanscast uh, or the YouTube channel. So if you search on YouTube for Magic Beans Cast, you will also find us on there, and you'll find Chewie's videos of himself getting smashed by people in our league. Jump in our Discord, get in, get in contact with us on there. We love having a chat with everybody, and, yeah, jump into the league and uh, get some matches done. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewie, you are... At Chewie MTG. And Cracker. At Joel Hill underscore... Very good. So that'll do us for this week. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Wash your hands. <laughs>